Hey, my name is Phil, and this is my wife, Meredith, and we are the pastors here at Cornerstone Church. We're so glad that you have connected with us here today and that you're getting ready to listen to a message that we know is going to build a resilient faith in your life. Right now, in this moment and in our days ahead, let's continue declaring Jesus over every situation. Enjoy the message. This week, I'm talking to us about I might be wrong about church. I might be wrong about this thing that we call church. I might have picked up some ideas and some thoughts along the way, and I wonder if my ideas and my thoughts along the way that I've picked up are the same ideas and thoughts that Jesus had when he spoke to Peter in the book of Matthew, and he said, I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now he says to Peter, you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church. Now for us, hundreds of years later, thousands of years later, we look back and we have a notion of what it means that he is gonna build a church. We have a picture in our minds, we have an idea and a precept about what it meant for Jesus to say, I am gonna build my church. When he was talking to Peter and when the other disciples heard it, they had no picture in mind of a building like this or a stream like that. They'd never seen a steeple sitting on a hillside before or the gorgeous cathedrals that are all throughout Europe. They had no picture in their mind. Instead, he uses this word that they had heard before. He says, this ecclesia of mine that I am going to build. And Peter, you, what is this ecclesia? He did what we do all of the time. He took a word that they know to try to help them understand something that they didn't know, something that they hadn't experienced yet. And in our everyday life, when we're talking about something new, and we're trying to explain something that someone else hasn't experienced yet or that is brand new to us. We take something that we know and we say it's kind of like, the, it's like your phone. When I just said your phone, majority of you just thought of your smartphone, right? Your iPhone or your Samsung or whatever phone you use. That's probably, that phone is only kind of, like a phone. You know, like a phone phone? You remember a phone that used to plug into the wall and it had buttons on it? And before that, it had that thing that went around and around and you had to pick your number? You remember those? That's a phone. And then they introduced this thing, this smartphone concept, and they said, here's a phone. And it doesn't really fully describe the whole picture of what it is, but it gave you enough context to go, oh, I kind of understand how to use this and the rest of it I'm gonna learn along the way. Jesus said to them, I am gonna build my ecclesia. And it kind of looks like this thing that you know and the rest of it you're gonna have to figure out and you're gonna have to learn the rest of it on the way. What is this ecclesia? This ecclesia, it was a political group. It was a group of citizens who were part of great society who would then gather together and they gathered together for the purpose of organizing the community, for the purpose of organizing the society that they lived in and creating the structure that the rest of them lived in and for creating in 
influence and for being those who were called not just of the general population but citizens of the Greco-Roman society. They came together. He said, I'm creating this thing and it's kind of like this organized group that you already know about that they come out of the general population and have given them purpose and have given them design and there's something that I have for them to do. It's why it makes absolutely no sense when we say things like, I'm just not really into organized church, then you're not into what Jesus is building, okay? Because when Jesus gave them the descriptor for what it was that he was setting out to build, he gave them the picture of something that was very organized, that had structure to it, that had form to it. He started off and he said, Peter, you are going to be the rock that I build this thing on, meaning you are the leader, meaning I'm going to set some things in order and I'm going to put some people in some different positions. Now, you can say, I don't really like the way we're organizing this thing right now. You can say, I think there are some issues with the way we're organizing this thing right now. You can say, I have some questions about the way and wondering if we've gotten it wrong about some of the ways that we've organized things and if that's really what God intended. But to say, I don't really believe in organized church is to say, I don't really believe in the thing that Jesus said that he was setting out to build, the thing that he was setting out to structure. It looks, we have looked a lot of different ways over the centuries. We have looked a lot of different organizations ways over all of the years but we have always come together as the citizens of a heavenly kingdom that have come into a purpose that have been called out and called into his marvelous life for the purpose of being his voice in the earth I believe that the church is the light shining in the midst of the darkness that Jesus is the hope of the world and that the church is the vehicle he has chosen to declare his name through that he has called us together so why is it that he has called us together what is it that we do when we gather we gather together we gather in all kinds of different forms in all kinds of different places we gather as this ecclesia this called out group of Jesus that he has structured and formed and put together and we come together for worship When we come together, we come together for an experience of a corporate worship. When we gather in rooms like this and when we gather in rooms like where you are right now, we gather together for the purpose of worshiping who he is corporately. Now, yes, all of our lives are worship. When I wake in the morning and I do it with honor in my heart, when I go to work and I go to my study and I do it with honor in my heart and I work unto him and I work, do all of my work as if it's unto him, then I do that with honor and I bring him worship. But there is something that happens when we gather together. There is a corporate expression of worship that has been part of the people of God from their very inception, that there is something when we come together. We come together to acknowledge who he is. We come together to acknowledge the grandeur of our God. We come together and we lift him up. We worship him when we acknowledge the holiness of who God is. We come together and we say, God, you are holy. Holy meaning you are unlike any other. Holy meaning there is no one like our God. It's one of the songs we sang together. There is no one like you. 
holy, meaning you are totally separate from everything else that we encounter and everything else that we experience. Holy, holy, holy is our God. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who is unlike anyone we have ever experienced and anyone we have ever seen. You are high above and you are far above and you are separate from everything that I have ever experienced and ever encountered. I can barely sense but to look on your face, God, and I'm not worthy even to come into your presence except for that you have welcomed me because of the radiance of your glory and the radiance of your person and the pureness of who you are. You alone are holy and we worship him when we acknowledge that he is the creator of all things. How marvelous are your works, O God. How wonderful are the things that you have made. The flowers on a field and the grass in a valley, God. The sun that rises every morning and the moon that knows where to hang. How the tides roll in and out. How my body came into place and there's breath in my lungs. How babies cry in the midst of the night and how we learn to keep walking even in our latter years, Father God. How the sky is blue and how those fish swim in the midst of the sea, how the birds sing in the morning light, how the bugs buzz through the evening. God, how marvelous are you? How marvelous are the works of your hand, oh God? How wonderful is all of your creation, creator of all of the heavens and the earth. God, you alone are glorious and wonderful. And if it wasn't even for your holiness, and if it wasn't even for your creation, you do mighty acts. Mighty are you, God. You have saved us. You have claimed us. You have made us your own. You are the God who heals. You are the God who restores. You are the God who parted the Red Sea, and you are the God who parted heaven and earth to come and to get to me. God, you are mighty. God, you are awesome. You are the one who shows up for me when I didn't know where the end of myself was, God. You are the one who gave me joy in the midst of my depression, God. You are the one who calmed my anxious heart. You are the one who gave me answers when I didn't know the way. God, you are the one who healed me and brought me out of every trauma and every disease. God, my body works because you are a healing and a saving God. We come together and yes, I can praise him on my own and yes, I can worship him on my own and yes, I can magnify him on my own, but there's something that happens when we come together corporately and I say, holy is our God and you say, holy is our God. There's something that happens when I say, have you seen the wonder of his creation and you say oh have you seen the sunrise this morning there's something that happens when we come together and I said oh he gave me breath in my body this morning and he saved me from all of my disease and you say oh let me tell you how he put my mind back in right status there's something that happens in the corporate setting that becomes a declaration of the wonder of who he is and of the word of who he is that came that's why I don't understand how some of us come together into this space and we sing songs of praise and of wonder and of glory to our God and we stand there like we're watching a show. It's not a concert. I get it if you're new. I get it if you're visiting. I get it if you haven't yet walked in relationship with Jesus. That's cool. You shouldn't do something that doesn't mean anything to you. But if he has saved you, 
If you, have, if you know who God is, if you know that he is awesome and mighty, if you know that he is wonderful, when you come into this place, you should lift a voice, you should lift a hand, you should fall down in weeping before him because our corporate worship sends of glory to heaven and it becomes a declaration in the midst of the earth that there is something about this God that we serve. So he said, I wanna gather you together because when you come together I want you to worship together and then he said I'm gathering this people and when I gather this people I have a people that I want to be joined together in community they're coming together as a community that will be mutually edifying that will be mutually building up a community that works together in a community that walks together, a community that lives together and serves together and shows up together in all of these spaces. We've been talking about being transformed, about being people who are transformed into the image of God, being transformed into a picture of who he is, being changed from those who align with who we once were and those who align with who he now is. And the space that God has given us for transformation is the space of community. It's the space of relationship inside the divine family of God. He said, I wanna bring you into this space, and in this space, I'm gonna start to form you. I'm gonna press on you a little bit and make you look a little bit more like heaven. In this space, I'm gonna start to shape you. In this space, I'm gonna rub off some of those rough edges. In this space, I'm gonna bring forth that gold that I've put on the inside of you. There's something that happens inside the community. I'm concerned that we miss it because we are conformed to a world that encourages and highlights rugged individualism. And we love it nowhere more than we love it in our country, right? Like the cowboys of the West, the individual lone ranger riding out, and you can watch your cowboy movies. But God has not called us to be lone rangers. He has called us to live in the context of community. He has called us to a radical interdependence and interconnectedness that causes us to be formed more into his marvelous picture of who it is he always intended us to be. God never designed us or intended us to be lonesome loners out on our own, making all of our own choices and sustaining ourselves in every way that we possibly know. He said, I want you to come into a place place of relationship. I want you to come into a place of connection. I want you to come into a place of interdependence. And this is my picture for my people. This is my picture for what the community, the first, the early church, the first followers of Jesus, the way they were called. One of the markers that made them stand out in their community was the way that they loved and cared for one another, the, one that, the way that they leaned into each other. And what happens in community is that then we have this divine accountability to one another. We have an accountability inside of the community of God because all of the sudden I realize that my life is not just me. 
My life has a sense of connection to other people. And the way that I live my life and the decisions that I make and the things that I do have an impact on the whole community because all of us are connected. It's kind of like this. We have three boys, right? Brian, you'll have to tell me if this is a good idea or not because did you guys hear? Brian has six kids. Good Lord. They're wonderful kids as well. They are, he and Susan have some really beautiful, lovely children. And so you have to let me know if this is a good idea to keep doing or not. So we've started doing this thing with our boys sometimes where if we are dispersing, um, like, not, what's the opposite of punishment? You know, like rewards, like treats and good stuff, then, <laughs> yeah, they don't get it very often, so I'm more familiar with the other word. Um, no, if we're dispensing those types of things, you know, a lot of times you have to earn that type of stuff, right? And so then we've started occasionally creating a group dynamic, right? Where if everyone gets the toys picked up, then everyone can get a popsicle. But if everybody doesn't participate, then nobody's getting a popsicle, right? It's amazing. It's good? Good. Brian said I should continue this tactic. It's amazing to see the way that all of a the sudden they create a little system of interdependence and interaccountability within their own little community right there where like the older ones will be like, you gotta pick up your toys. They'll be talking to Winston and they'll be like, Winston, get the toy, get the toy, right? They're like, they're creating a whole system inside of it. God has put us inside a system, not where he's doling out rewards and punishments, but where he says, I want you to be transformed and I'm asking you guys, can you work together and say, hey, let's all come together because all of us go up when one of us goes up. All of us get better when one of us gets better. All of us reap the benefits when one of us gets to celebrate in the goodness of, I need some accountability to happen inside the community when we realize that we are interconnected with one another. And inside the community, there should be support that happens in the family of God. He calls us into a space where he then says, I'm calling you into this space where you find connectivity with one another, where you find a space where when you're in need, the family has a way of dispersing the goods so that you can find support in that space as well. He says, I wanna bring you into a space where when you feel down, someone is there to lift you up. There's something that happens in the church that should be a community of connectivity that gathers together, that comes around. All of us need sometimes. And all of us need to be needed sometimes. And we tend to lean more heavily on one side or the other that some of us are really happy to disperse care and support and strength to someone else, but we're not so quick to raise our hand and say, I actually would really use some backup today. I actually could really use someone showing up for me today. We just wanna stand there stoic in our independence, but God said, I actually have called you into a community of connectivity where I want you to be able to acknowledge you know what, sometimes I could use some backup and sometimes I could use some support and some of us are really happy to be on the receiving end but we make all kinds of excuses about why we don't have enough time or we don't have enough resources or we don't have enough money to show up for somebody else and God said, no, 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 I have given you more than enough and abundance and in this system of interconnectivity that the community of God is meant to be, there are times when you should be supporting 
other people as well because in this community that I've called you into, there is a support that happens. You guys know Phil was out of town in South Africa for 11 days, I want you to know. He told me it was going to be 10, and when I did the math, because they left in a morning and they returned in an evening, it was 11 days that he was away. And so, of course, this left me at home with our three boys who are amazing and highly energetic. But what I was struck by during that time, you know, Phil has traveled a couple times before, um, and I always am so grateful for this community that we live in. I'm always so grateful for the support of the people that we get to be around. Um, So grateful for friends and family who showed up to do extra and to bring extra and people who brought us gift cards and said, hey, look, it must be crazy to try and cook dinner with the three boys. Here's a gift card. Just go get dinner on us tonight. And people who volunteered to take the boys for an afternoon. And I was so just taken by, um, by the love and the support and really grateful to be part of such an incredible church family and such an incredible community that would come alongside our family, particularly in this way. And other times that Phil has traveled, I try to take it as an opportunity as well for myself to grow in empathy for an experience that I don't have, which is the experience of being a single parent to young kids. It's an experience that is not part of my life, and in the smallest way, I get to have a touch of what it might feel like. Now, it's not actually anything the same because I have an end line, right? I know reinforcements are coming back, and that's not the same as doing it day in and day out and knowing no one else is coming, and so as I started reflecting on that this week and I, this past week, and I was thinking about all of these amazing people that were coming up around us and supporting us, I just started hearing the Holy Spirit ask me, or I started asking the question to the Holy Spirit probably rather, are we showing up in our community for the single parents who are raising young kids in our church right now in the same way that so many people have shown up for me this week? Because while it was nice and I really appreciated it and I did use the gift cards to go get some food, um, it was a short window of my life. And single parents, you are amazing. Every day you are showing up for your kids. And every day you are pouring out extra. And every day you are trying to fill in the gaps where someone else was or should have been or all of the reasons that your life has, has you in this moment. And so part of what we want to do today is we want to celebrate and support our single parents. So if you have young kids at home and you're a single parent, I would love for you to stand to your feet around this room. We're going to clap for you. We're going to celebrate you. We're going to acknowledge you. And as a church family, we're going to give you support today. So you guys, can I have the lights up a little bit, guys? See you guys over there. You guys in the balcony. You guys up there. You guys up there. Come on. Right now, our, if you guys can stay standing for me, if that's you and you're like, I wasn't sure if I was going to stand up or not, our experience hosts are coming around right now and they're bringing um, gift cards to you because as a church family, we want to support you. And what I learned in my very short time is that making dinner when you have little people at home is crazy hectic. 
And so we just want to, for one meal over this next week, be able to, as a church family, take that burden off of you because I think you are doing a phenomenal job. I want you to stay standing because I'm gonna pray for you right now and just pray God's blessing over your life. I'm gonna pray his strength over your life. I wanna make sure, did an experience host get to you over here? I just can't see, I'm just not seeing. Just make sure if they didn't get to you, get to them, you know? Don't leave without your gift card. If you're watching online and you are part of the service today and that's you as well, put your name, get your contact information. We're gonna send you something if that's today, right? Like this is gonna be on the podcast. Don't in seven months be sending it. This is for today. This is one of those like you had to be there moments. And what I also wanna do is I wanna say, especially if you are in latter years of your life, you're an empty nester or you have extra time, you're in the retirement part, I want you to just ask the Holy Spirit right now to prayerfully put on your heart, this is an incredible area for you to be supporting other people and other members in our church, where you can look around and say, God, who are you asking me to connect with? This is what being part of the community is, is that if you have that extra space, that extra resource, that extra experience in your life, then you can look at these and go, you know what, I'm going to start showing up and I'm going to give a meal once a month. Or let me just watch your kids for a couple hours a week. That way you can go out and do something because we're going to support as the family of God. And I know so many of you who are in that season are often saying, what's my role now? What is it that I do in this season, right? What is it that I do in, the, in this season? This is what you can do. You can show up and support and carry the burden. So Heavenly Father, we thank you to be part of a community of God. We thank you for your holy presence, God. And I just speak over each and every one of these parents, God, that you are with them, that you are with them, that you are with them, God, that they would feel the Holy Spirit, the power of your energy filling them every morning when they rise their heads, Father God, that you would give them divine resources, that you would give them divine relationships, God, that you would give them divine strategies. I thank you for a blessing over their life, God. I speak a quiet to every lie of the enemy that would say that they or their children would become a statistic, God, but that in the presence of community, they would do exceedingly more, Father God, because they are a part of your family of God, that you are restoring every year, that you are restoring every lost space, God, and that the people of God, we begin to pour in in a new way of your presence. We begin to pour in in a new way, God, all of the strength and all of the support that you have called us to be. We thank you for it, God. In your mighty name, amen. Amen. You guys are incredible. Thank you. You guys can be seated now. Thank you for what you do every single week. And thank you, church, for the way that you continually show up for families in our community, the way that you continually show up to support others, whether they're in the house or outside of the house, because the other thing that God has called us to be is to be outreaching, to be a church that outreaches, that outreaches in service and outreaches in message, that we show up for our city, that we show up for our community, that we show up for the world. He has not called us to be gathered together just to be part of what we're doing here. He has not called us together just to say, we're doing something awesome and we've become only about what we're doing. No, God 
gathers us together so that he can then scatter us again across our city. And when he scatters us out, we scatter out across our city and around our world and we show up in things like Go Local projects and we show up in each other's houses and each other's neighborhoods and we show up for each other and we show up for our neighbors and we show up with solutions and we show up not empty-handed but we show up saying there's a problem and we're going to solve that thing. There's an issue and we're going to find solutions. We show up in service and when we show up in service we show up with a message of the goodness of who Jesus is. That Jesus is altogether good. That Jesus, he did not gather us. Just to, this is what we do. We gather ourselves together. And then we go, cool, we're gathered together. Let's just, just, we're gathered together now here. And we just become inward facing. We become inward looking. And all we can see is ourselves. And all we can see is what we're doing. He says, no, I gathered you together to fight a fight. I gathered you together to bring solutions. And when you gather together, I want you to gather together facing outward facing the community that I've caused you to pour into, ready to reach out because he gathers us and then he scatters us. And every time we go out, we grab somebody else and we bring them back into the gathering of God where they can participate in the worship, where they can participate in the transformation. And then he says, now that you're gathered, I'm gonna scatter you back out again. And when you go scattered out, make sure you grab somebody else to bring back into the gathering where you can participate in the worship and you can participate in the community because I'm getting ready to scatter you back out again. And when I scatter you back out, I want you to show up in service and I want you to show up with a message. And after you show up with service and oh, I'm gonna gather you back in again because I'm gonna gather you here where you can worship and lift up his name, where you can be transformed in community. And then I'm gonna scatter you. He gathers and he scatters. He gathers and he scatters. He gathers and he scatters as we outreach into the places he has called us and he does it all. We worship his name and we are transformed in community and we are gathered and scattered in outreach to bring God glory. All of it is for the glory of his name. It's for the goodness of who he is. I want you to see this scripture in the book of Romans as we prepare to go back into worship in Romans 15 talks about we do all that we do everything that we've come together for is for his glory starting in Romans 15 and 5 it says may the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony to live in community together in accordance with Christ Jesus that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. All of the worship, all of the uh, a community, all of the accountability, all of the support, all of the outreach, all of the scattering, and all of the gathering, all that we do is for the glory of God. We might be wrong 
about church, if we think it's about this building, or if we think it's about this stream, we might be wrong about church. If we've started to think it was about the places that we could be, we might be wrong about church. If we think it in itself is the point, we might be wrong about church. If we think that showing up is the thing that makes us safe. No, the point of this community, of this organized group of people that God has called to be his worshiping community, outreaching into the world in the midst of a city, in the midst of every place across our country and around the world. The point of it all is to give him glory, is to worship his name, is to let others see the visible demonstration of the glory of our God, of the goodness of who he is, of the wonder of who he is. We become that demonstration present in this moment. The reason we have this church is to bring God glory. So God, we say, let your name be glorified. Let your name be exalted. Let your name be lifted up. Let your name be magnified. God, with all that we do, with all of the ways that we gather, with all of the ways that we are scattered, God, with all of the ways that we worship, with all of the ways that we're in community, with all of the ways that we reach, God, let it be done with glory to your name, with glory to your name, with glory to your name. Come on, if you want to give him glory, just lift your hands and say glory to the Lord most high. God, we give you glory. God, be glorified in our lives. God, be worshipped in our lives. 